Hey everyone, before the episode starts, we just wanted to let you know we now have a Patreon. Our patrons will get access to episodes early, monthly minisodes, and will be able to vote on the movies we choose. Go to patreon.com slash isitwet for more information. Uh, thanks so much to everyone who subscribed already. You are like the personification of how the movie Blade makes us feel. So thank you so much. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Is It Wet, the podcast where we're just trying to unsuccessfully prove to our daughters we're worthy of love by almost dying. I'm Sophie. I'm Caitlin. And this episode, we are covering the 2001 live action slash animated buddy cop action comedy drama Osmosis Jones. Osmosis Jones. Oh yeah, and people are losing their minds. The you know the Space Jam fans out there are like, I love this one too. Everybody's losing their minds out there. We love Osmosis Jones. The people love Osmosis Jones. They can't they can't get enough of him. Can't get enough of him. But before we get into that, did you have any wet moments of your week, Sophie? It was it was Christmas week. Uh so. Christmas Eve, I was staying in a in a cabin, right, with my boyfriend, uh, all alone, pandemic Christmas, and all of the DVDs in this cabin because it's a DVD <laughs> cabin. They were either it was great. They were either Denzel Washington films, awesome, yeah, uh, Tom Hanks movies, oh, unfortunately, can't get rid of him, and Spider Man two, and we put on. We, we watched Spider-Man 2 because it just seemed seasonally appropriate. The same yeah. way when you're getting married, you need to watch Blade or yeah. s- uh, watch Blade to celebrate it. When we when we celebrate the, the birth of our dear Lord Savior, uh, it's important that we recognize other other Christ figures. Um, and Spider-Man 2 is is one of the best christ figure movies that that is out there i i i think that i because i'm so obsessed with spider-man 3 and everything that that went on yeah. i'm not gonna say went wrong because you know spider-man 3 is you know it i'm is so what it happy is. to have it exactly as it exists i it, wouldn't you know it's a great piece of history <laughs> it's a great piece of history it's a great like people's ideas and thoughts and that uh, went into the script and then they filmed it and then yep. they edited it and then they put it out there and the fact that all those things happened and we still got spider-man 3 is is a miracle yeah similar to the birth of jesus christ oh totally uh but then i also forget that spider-man 2 is just a very very good movie and like it is it makes yeah. you tear up but i think the um it's not as wet as spider-man 3 unfortunately however well, because like Toby Maguire didn't have to do all those scenes where he's just like oil, you know. He yeah, he didn't have to yeah, there's no venom. Yeah. Uh there's no somehow the sand guy is wet. I don't know how they pulled that off. That's yeah. that's amazing that they made a sand guy wet. A feat. A feat of of true genius. Yeah. But I will say probably the wettest part of Spider-Man 2 um are are the performances? I think Alfred Molina, um, mm, sort of like mm. shirtless down to right below his nipples, as Doc Ock with a with trench coat over it. Yep, very wet choice. J.K. Simmons as the 
Peter Parker's boss who demands Spider-Man pictures. That's just a wet role in general. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like we don't. That's what he he want. I love a man that's just wants one thing, um, yeah. and that's pictures of Spider-Man. But really, for me, the most bananas uh, character is just James. I think James Franco, his acting choices in it are like literally remind me of being in Shakespeare plays in high school because he's given a very <laughs> Shakespearean role of ha- of he's like a billionaire, right? And yeah. he he yeah. has to kill Spider Man, and of course he grabs his jewel encrusted dagger to go kill mm-hmm. Spider Man, um, but he does it the way just like. A 14-year-old would say any of Hamlet's monologues, it's atrocious. If only I could cause you the pain that you've caused me. First, we'll see who's behind the mask. I can look into your eyes as you die. Peace. No. It can't be. And, um, yeah, he's not a good actor. In that film. He's not. And I wonder, I guess like he, he is good in, in some things, but I know that he also like, isn't he like good at everything? But also I'm like, are you? Right. I don't know. I'm just, I'm always like, I think he just has like a lot of cool friends that he gets to work with and maybe he has like access to be able to do his own projects. But yeah, for the most part, I don't know that he's great (laughs) i no i don't think i've ever been like even um when he was tommy was so like that is the question whether noble or mind to suffer sling an arrow he was very good at being tommy was so right i don't know if that is like a thing we should encourage (laughs) <laughs> yeah, celebrate yeah. yeah um he did a really yeah he did a really good job being that character but i've yeah. not been impressed i think that like seth rogan is a much better actor and i would have much rather see seth rogan as hamlet um i agree yeah, yeah. and whatever he'd bring that to him oh there was that movie where he cut his arm off that strikes me as pretty wet that was that was a pretty wet movie uh yeah, yeah he, i he, i guess he was good in that like i believed he um i believed him that he was could be stuck in a cave for um 170 whatever hours mm-hmm. uh however again should we be encouraging that do we yeah. want to should we we like do we want to believe someone that they would drink their own piss? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh so f- the only thing I can come up with as wet media that I viewed this week was I watched a lot of the show Forged in Fire just Ooh. like because it was the first thing to to click on in Netflix and it's a cool show it's like blacksmiths or no uh sword bladesmiths okay which I think is just a blacksmith that specializes in blades and it's it's cool it's Mm -hmm. it's a really cool show I think it's like blades I have learned from the show Mm -hmm. that bladesmithing is very therapeutic for men who have been in combat Mm -hmm. and war so a lot of the contestants on the show it's a competition show a lot of them are 
military vets. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've learned. Um, So it's a lot of that kind of stuff, which like, I never really grew up with. So that part of it is a little bit inaccessible Mm -hmm. for me. Um, But they're just making swords and daggers and stuff. And like, it is the sweatiest process. It's like, it's and it's all like, for the most part, like bigger dudes. Mm -hmm. And they're just these like big sweaty because you like, you have to hammer things. Oh, yeah, really. Mm -hmm. So they're like, they're big, beefy dudes. And they all live in like, kind of remote places. Um, Mm. But yeah, they just they're smashing these plates of steel and they're they're just like gooping into their they're sweating but like Mm. yeah it's just like it's oh and the moment that you are done forging your steel and you want to make it hard is called the quench (laughs) and that's just a wet term and it's when I didn't even realize what it was at first it's like you dunk the sword in liquid and I thought Uh it was water but if you did that if you dipped scalding hot Mm -hmm. from the forge steel in water it would like crack um Mm -hmm. so it's it took me a few episodes to realize that the quench is in oil so they're dunking this hot thing in like this black oil and they pull it out and it's just like goopy and then they have to quick test it with like a uh little knife to like see if it's hard enough and um yeah it's just like the visuals are really goopy and they're like moving around goopy molten metals and stuff so it's like stuff that looks wet and looks like you want to eat it but if you did oh i always want to eat the molten metal yeah so are you telling me that like traditionally all blades are deep fried in oil Honestly, like it's gotten me thinking that I don't know a lot about uh, like all of the steel products mm-hmm. that we use. Yeah, that like all of the cutlery that we use is is just exactly what they're doing, but on like an industrial level. Right, and, right. Like machines are doing it, but Oof. it's all the same process pretty yeah. much. And I mean, I'm learning about Damascus and how beautiful that is and how that's like a style of forging that you do. Um, it's done with like forging different thin layers of different Ooh. metals together. Yeah. And then when you press it all out, it creates these like wavy watery patterns ripply patterns um in the steel and yeah it's a a cool show it's just like you know it's good um Mm -hmm. background noise yeah (laughs) the just the clank the clank i love a blacksmithing scene like in lord of the rings or or any of those where it's like in slow motion just the person just clanging down on that sword and sparks everywhere exactly. and you're like, oh shit, some mythological blade is being uh is being forged out of these fires. Yeah. And I get very it excites me. So I mean I will check this out. Um Yeah, it's pretty good. And the episodes like go fast. Oh, and mm-hmm. the they do te- they test the weapons and that's pretty cool too. They like slice open like mm-hmm. uh <sighs> ballistics dummies they like they slice open these ballistic dummies that they've pumped with like fake blood and bones and stuff so like you get the you get the visuals of like and they get it in slow motion too they they oh the whole show is like you would like it now honestly that i'm thinking about it do you think they'd have like an opinion about what uh what fancy dagger would be best to stab spider-man with a thousand percent he's like a he's like a 
squelchy, bendy, elasticy guy. I feel like it'd be kind of hard. Is. To, hard to stab Spider Man. Um, I sound like the Green Goblin. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, no agenda. Just want to yeah. know. Just a big fan of the show. <laughs> Just if you were gonna kill Spider Man, I will say this. I'll say that. If anyone were to know which dagger would be best to stab Spider-Man with, it would be one of the hosts of, or like hosts and judges of Forge and Fire. And like, it would be one of those And they have to live their lives with that forbidden knowledge that they can't tell anyone for the, for the sake of New York City. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) So we're, we're starting off on a really, we're really grounded in reality. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah let's um let's just shrink down and dive right in to our bodies caitlin i i got too comfortable i got too comfortable because last (laughs) week we did magic mike xxl which was a delight and i was like i was like this podcast is delightful i i got juice in the tank as they say and i Fuck it. We can do Osmosis Jones. I've got I do have a lot of health body anxiety, but fuck it. Yep. And uh and you asked me several times. You were like, "It'll be fine, right?" And I was <laughs> like, "Yeah. Why why wouldn't it be?" And like I I can't tell you. I've said this about several other movies that we've watched, but like I can't tell you exactly when I watch this mm-hmm. movie. In its entirety, if at all. Yeah. Uh, but I've definitely caught this movie like bits and pe- in bits mm-hmm. and pieces uh, a bunch. But I, I must have blocked some of it out mm-hmm. of my memory. Yeah, because... yeah, yeah. Self self preservation. Um, yeah, yeah. I did not see this movie as a child. I remember seeing the the trailer, and yeah. it, I was just like, again, not not for me. Yeah. However, I did not hate it. I actually really loved yeah. it. Um, but it was disgusting and I did throw yeah. up. And I will never watch it again. But I do <laughs> no. think it's a masterpiece, but it's disgusting yeah. and no one should see it. Um, except it is a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect in every way, except mm-hmm. for it shouldn't have been made, probably. Um, there's no need for it anywhere. Yeah. But it's it's gorgeous. I think <laughs> like we could also wrap this up pretty quickly because the title of this podcast is is it wet and yes it is yep. it's the wet it's perhaps the wettest movie good night it is everyone yeah bye we did it we did it uh yeah it is incredibly wet and yeah can a movie be like too too wet Oh, I mean, yes, I think we've found that that like the fly was over, even though that's a masterpiece. It's hard to watch. Yeah. The wetness was like important. Yeah, yeah I th- I wrote down at one point, like, how did this how was this movie not like nominated for something? Um, Not necessarily like it was a good story, in my opinion. But like the visuals and the sounds in this movie were stunning like whoever animated any any liquid any animated liquid regardless of what it was made of and we'll talk about some of the things those liquids were made of yeah (laughs) uh it was just like gorgeous Mm -hmm. like uh, and uh yeah and i i was like i wouldn't have 
be surprised if this was nominated for something, but also I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. Right, right. But like, yeah, this movie was disgusting mm-hmm. and like g- gross out movie, the levels of which we haven't really dealt with before. Like right. it wasn't so much like farts and I don't, I guess I don't know how to put this, but like the, the gross out humor and or like the gross out aspect of this movie was like boogers. Yes. Yeah. It was what's disgusting inside your body. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. on the out necessarily. All, well, they did come out on the outside. But uh, yeah. yeah, this was another film about the horror of having a body, of having a human body. And yes. the disgusting processes processes that, that need to happen to make that possible. And, and like, I think the idea for this movie is really brilliant i think it has yeah. uh some very fucked up uh points that it makes and a very fucked up dystopian worldview but oh, the yeah. idea <laughs> that um that the human body it imagines it as a city and each right. uh area and cell and function within the body systems within the body as a different part uh that makes up the municipality um and so it imagines uh the titular osmosis jones as a sort of renegade white blood cell cop and we will get into the police state <laughs> dystopia yeah, oh boy. Uh, that it imagines uh the human body to be um and and that it kind of imagines like uh, the criminal underworld to be like bacteria and viruses, and that mm-hmm, to me is mm-hmm. a very interesting interesting idea. Totally. Imagining the body as a city, totally. Um, yeah, and we get to see that city mm-hmm. early on in the movie. Of course, uh, mm-hmm. I I basically I'm trying to link. I'm I'm trying to talk about the uh the segue from the live action sequences to the animated Ooh, sequences yes. inside the body, mm-hmm. and so this movie begins. This movie begins with bill murray eating a corn dog and scratching his ass like that's how that's like the opening shot of this movie Mm -hmm. and then before you know it he's just pouring salt onto a hard-boiled egg that already has a bunch of mayonnaise on it Mm -hmm. yeah and what a bold way to open a film yeah yeah. Because then, uh, you know, he drops the egg on the ground in, in, in a okay. monkey enclosure. In a monkey enclosure. He mm-hmm. is a zookeeper. He's a zookeeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they live next to the zoo, apparently. His daughter is always there at the zoo. I, I asked myself at one point, it, does she live here? Like, right. Uh, and, and so he's a zookeeper. He drops the hard-boiled egg into the monkey enclosure. And then he picks it up and eats it. And that's how we, that's how the virus is introduced to the system. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're going to be talking about viruses and the human body getting sick. So if that doesn't sound super fun to you, or yeah. uh, you don't want to talk about Bill Murray farting out the main antagonist, if that also sounds like too much, you know, just, just letting people know. I mean, yeah. also... I assume people are familiar with Osmosis Jones. They are. Yeah. I, I think they are. I also like, so obviously it's, uh, it is anxiety producing yes. to yeah. think about doing, uh, I mean, the whole, this 
movie captures our anxiety about our bodies yes no matter what time you watch it right however we are in the middle of a pandemic and yeah. so i thought that would be the most anxiety producing thing about watching this movie and there were so many other things that were making me uncomfortable that like uh, it, it didn't it didn't it, make me any more uncomfortable than I it would agree. have if we yeah if we weren't and the whatever the virus was which was like the red death I don't know if there is I don't know if I don't know enough about medicine to know if it's based on something but yeah it, I don't it think it's seem, real no it didn't seem real yeah. enough to me to like make my brain be like oh god this is covid um right it yeah it was like this weird mysterious the way that they depicted everything as like these you know monster creatures and stuff was um it was it was far removed enough it was removed yeah Yeah. i did get uh i screamed often why is osmosis jones so relevant why is this movie (laughs) prescient why (laughs) so like one of the major plot threads in this is that there is a mayor uh, who is more concerned about his re-election campaign than I think uh, Brandy's character literally says, you're more concerned about your re-election than the lives of our yes. of our citizens. Yes. And I was just like, oh, fuck you, Osmosis Jones. Like, fuck you, you 2001 movie, like, being so, like... yeah. I mean, maybe they were trying, maybe Osmosis Jones is trying to warn us. I don't know. I I think so. I think like, mm-hmm. I think even the people who made Osmosis Jones would be like, whoa, we didn't realize we were predicting this so on the nose. <laughs> um, but like, I think because we all know that that's how society functions and the people who are in power are in power right, for a right. reason and what must they have done to get there and then once you're in power Mm -hmm. what are the values and ideals that change for you um but yeah i yeah that mayor character was right oh one thing i one question i had about the mayor was so the mayor is played by william shatner yes um and it great great role uh very well cast his main thing is he's bill murray ends up having a difficult choice at the end of the movie whether to go with his daughter on a camping trip or go to the hot wing convention in (laughs) buffalo new york and the mayor of his body really needs him to go to the hot wing convention and he's like stoked that because that will help him win the election where the cells in his body will vote for what kind of cell is he? I don't know. Why I was is like, he the mayor? Is... And does he control? Is he like a brain cell? Because he control kind of controls. Why the fuck wouldn't you have a brain cell in charge? You know, like, why wouldn't you put a brain cell in there instead of whatever the mayor is? I think that they're just trying to do like a one to one buddy cop. 80s yeah. buddy cop movie and they're like, like you have okay, to have well, this character right that you have to have the mayor who's corrupt who's like doesn't let the the police do their jobs or whatever bullshit mm-hmm. and he all it also needs to be like attached to what is they're aware of the choices the live action choices bill murray like about his life right. about the choices he makes and they seem the mayor seems to be able to influence it because yes. he like tells bill murray to go to the wing convention yes 
I kept um, thinking, though, like, what does he get out of Bill Murray going to the wing convention? What does the mayor get out of it? Maybe, like, temporarily the body loves wings because, like, it does make you feel good temporarily. Yeah, he does love wings. He loves chicken. He He loves fried chicken. Yeah, he does. Right. I don't I don't know, but I don't know if that but I think the cells okay. And this movie also I think was produced by Goop. Yeah. Because it is so moralizing about food about food okay. choices. So I wrote down at one point, I literally don't have the bandwidth. So maybe we should talk about first, like we'll set up uh, I feel like I'm so scatterbrained today. <sighs> It's okay. No, I think I think this movie yeah. is 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 scattered. Yeah, you're doing great. So maybe we'll we'll set up the family dynamic here. So Bill Murray yeah. is a, a widowed single father, and mm-hmm. the daughter, what's her name? A Shane. Shane. That's right. What a cool name. Yeah. Uh, and she is I don't know, probably like twelve or something, yeah. and their mother passed away from an unspecified illness. Right. We we didn't get, you know, what kind of any way, what kind of illness it was, mm-hmm. but she passed away. And so he's, you know, having some trouble raising her. And he also like does not take care of his body. Right. And so then we get to a scene. It may be halfway through the movie, maybe more than halfway through the movie where I wrote down, I just literally don't have the bandwidth right now to unpack the scene where Bill Murray and his daughter talk about like why their mother died. Right. And I was like, what? Because it comes fully left. This, oh my this God. Astral plane. Yeah. Because they, the movie posits that like, if you eat f- f- certain food, you won't die of an illness. And I was like, what is the message of this movie? And like something about it strikes me as like really lazy and irresponsible, but I, this movie was, (laughs) was fascist. It, she, okay. So the daughter says, maybe if you and mom listened to me and took better care of yourself and like what you put in your body, she would still be here. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, and I was like, I can't unpack that right now. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with it. What does it mean? Help are, me, Sophie. I am. I we are both so exhausted. Yeah, I was just like, there are too many ideas. There are too many goddamn puns. There are too many clever things that if you were had recently taken like eighth grade biology, you'd be like, or were a biology teacher, you'd be like, this is brilliant. Or yeah. like, uh, and I was just like, I cannot. I can't. Right now, there's too much going on. Yeah. The the joke, I want to say that I thought this movie was was very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah I liked I a lot too. of the jokes. Um, I did too. And what I liked about, what I liked about the jokes and things is that, and why I think this movie has like staying power and why people still yeah. like it today is that with the exception of like the kid rock scene, the kidney kid, rock kidney scene. Kidney rock, yep. With the exception of that and, and uh, maybe it's like, all r&b soundtrack yeah with the exception of those details there wasn't it wasn't just like constant pop culture references of things from that year and like yes there was a little matrix reference kind of but i in general a lot of movies the the titanic reference and the titanic reference yeah yeah (laughs) and i thought about those things like kind of after i made this point that like yeah i still feel like these movies that are like really dense with puns yeah 
tend to like p- draw on pop culture references from the moment and right. this movie didn't rely on that it was like truly this was not like shark fun- tale yeah it wasn't shark tale it was like <laughs> truly fun biology puns like yes and yeah. dense like there were right. a lot of them <laughs> every there, sentence i feel like there was more more references to like buddy action films from the 80s yeah. that we're probably not picking up on no i loved it yeah it's sort of like when we think this movie's extremely dark if people aren't picking this up um when bill murray's dying and he's about to die and his daughter is crying over his body yeah because he flatlines he flatlines yeah Yeah, this movie is serious uh there are some like cells that um play instruments like the sinking yes. of the titanic so yes. like then that was fun because like you know titanic ha- it was still fresh in people's minds yes. and um and that like a lot of movies maybe around the time would reference titanic yeah. without like contextualizing it and making right. a, a meta joke about it right and that like frank who is bill murray's mm-hmm. character like is their vessel and if he's dying they're going down right. and like it is staying with the body until it doesn't take another breath right or its heartbeat doesn't beat like that is what happened to the titanic yes. so like yeah it's an appropriate joke to make instead of like i guess i'm thinking about like a lot of the parody movies mm-hmm. after after scary movie those kind of parody movies are literally just like they're pun based but it's just like pop culture references that for no reason this mm-hmm. like made really smart choices for very good reasons okay yeah yeah i agree i uh i would love to um love to love to to talk a little bit about yeah to go through this to go through go through the movie a little bit um, like go through the movie so- go through some like critical wet moments oh, maybe yeah yeah. So so the thing that's interesting is that this movie essentially went through uh development hell, which oh. is when a movie is basically like the script has been written and it's it wants to go into production but it keeps getting hung up by like usually studio bullshit. Okay. Um so this one like <laughs> people like wanted to make osmosis jones for a while okay and then they finally but they couldn't find anyone to do the live action sequences so they got um and they needed a star and so when bill murray was cast um the fairly brothers who did um bunch of gross movies right uh, or who are known for their kind of gross out humor, um, they stepped in to direct it, but they only did the live action scenes. They did wow. not do the the animated ones. But they part of their contract was like, you have to say we did the whole thing. Wow. So I think there's like, even though I think they they found ways to work the two together, I yeah. think you may have noticed that the like animated scenes and critics like praise the animated scenes and were like oh, the live yeah. action scenes were terrible. Which again, yeah. I I I think that the live action f- scenes were like nothing I've ever seen. Um, in just yeah. Anyway, I this movie was for children, right? This movie was for yeah, children. Okay, just yes. making sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> arguably this movie was for children and essentially i think that's why there is a disjointed and i think that's why like the animated scenes do feel a little bit smarter and like 
and have a really compelling plot. Whereas the live action, it's like, what is this horrifying father-daughter relationship where she is essentially parenting Bill Murray and is like afraid that he is also going to die. And then he does. He does die fully. And he like can't even go on a field trip with her that she loves because he needs to go to a wing convention. Um, it's it's very very interesting. Um, they were not so yeah. There was I think there was two different movies going on. Yeah, I'm you know Osmosis Jones. I'm just like I'm overheating. I have to take off my sweater. <laughs> I can't do this. Oh man. So yeah, I would say that. Um, oh boy. There were the lines in this movie, the lines of dialogue yes. were so disgusting and wet. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read some of the lines that I wrote down because yeah. I it there's too many. But mm-hmm. at one point, I believe this is Osmosis Jones speaking. He says, when you grew up on the wrong side of the digestive tract. You don't got no money for no fancy school. Oh, I'm not kidding, man. My high school was crack system. No, it was in the crack, Ugh. right in the stankin' fucking city. And because he grew up on the wrong side of the digestive tract, he, on the wrong side yeah. of the tract. Yeah. Whereas his buddy is is a pill, is a is a cold remedy or pill yes. called Drix. Drix and all the brand that eases your coughs and sneezes. Warning, do not exceed recommended dosage. If symptoms persist, consult a physician. May cause drowsiness. Do not attempt to operate heavy machinery. Pregnant women should not handle broken tablets. So we got like a dynamic. Uh, Drix is played by uh, Niles from Frasier. David Hyde Pierce. I was developed at the University of Chicago, where I graduated Phi Beta Capsule. So many puns. Yeah. And, yeah, and so... I don't even know who says this, but they say, this is probably Osmosis Jones. We couldn't afford no vomit. That's for rich folk. And I was like, vomits for rich folk? Like, what does that mean? I want to tell you, I'm giving away vomit for free. (laughs) If I'm watching this movie, and we'll get to the part that made me vomit. Um, Yeah, I liked, he says that Frank, uh, Bill Murray's character, Mm -hmm. If this bacteria that he takes from um, the monkey cage yeah. gets in, he says, we're going to be ill in. I'm talking nose dripping, chicken soup drinking, Ugh. rectal thermometer sticking ill in. And I'm like, it didn't need to be a rectal Ugh, thermometer, no. Osmosis Jones. Also, at the end, towards the end of the movie... There's a scene where there are little like doctors taking the body's temperature and there's just like a huge ring around a room. Yeah. Like huge ring of these little puckered holes that they're sticking the thermometers in and checking each one and making sure it's 98.6. And I was like, what are all of these little pucker holes? What are they? Why? Why do they tell the temperature? Do they all lead to different (laughs) parts of the bot like puckered holes do we have like uh, inner asses inside of us that 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 cells use to we have like inner buttholes i think apparently this is like the 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 shortest amount of time it's taken us to get to the holes that we've discovered and i was so hopeful that this movie would finally once and for all 
answer my questions about the belly button, I thought there was a good chance. I thought yeah. this movie of other movies yeah. would be our best chance of like finally getting that answered. We can right. see uh, Osmosis Jones can show us what the belly button, yeah. how it functions. And we didn't get that. So I'm still, right. I'm, st- I still, I'm not convinced that it's, you know, I just, I'm still searching for yeah, you know, for answers. some answer. And yeah. yeah, and they could have shown a little ride. Again, Osmos Jones, he goes on a lot of a lot of car chases. He could have gone yeah. to the naval region yeah. and and like given a, and like said, "Hey, look, you know, if we keep going down that the belly button highway and we get really really small, you'll eventually get out of this belly button." Yep. And you would have been vindicated because I I assume all of the science in Osmosis Jones is sacrosanct. I I assume it's all it is all correct. Um and that they would not lead you lead you astray. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, so I think this movie get is the quickest uh we've ever gotten to a critical wet moment because as soon as we switch to animated, once uh, once Bill Murray gulps down that mm-hmm. egg, we are immediately inside of his mouth because yeah. Osmosis Jones yeah. has mouth duty. Um, and it is just it like it is goopy. It's like it's the secret of Nim with yep. um, the just goopy, goopy horror of the fly. It is all of that. I thought of it as like when we first got those visuals inside the mouth I was like this is like when I used to watch Ren and Stimpy when I was really little and they would have like a close-up of a butt and the butt would have like would be like shiny and it would have like red pimples all over it and hair and they would zoom in on stuff in Ren and Stimpy and I would always be like oh this is the it's like just those parts of Ren and Stimpy if you took just those parts that's kind of the animation inside of Frank right. that that we're getting, but also if that was kind of beautiful at the same time, and that it was like a like a full um, a full, and there there was some like ser- there was some serious world building, yeah. That you know you I I hated, but I also appreciated. <laughs> I okay, so I do want to um, so I think yeah, that was definitely the f- the critical wet moment was as soon as we enter the human body. I think yeah. I think. All the scene, the animated scenes, and the most of the live action scenes were were really wet. I I think I've expressed a couple of alienating, unpopular opinions on this show. Yes. Um, I don't like Bill Murray. Oh, you know I'm fucking glad somebody said it honestly because <laughs> I don't really either. I don't get it. I don't get. I don't get it. He does not do anything for me. No. I really feel like I saw Ghostbusters for the first time over the summer, and I understand, like, if you saw this when you were 10 years old, and this is really nostalgic, right. or you grew up in the 80s, and from that, um, I'm, I'm, first of all, very sorry about <laughs> that. Didn't sound like the most fun time, <laughs> uh, except if you were a literal child. Yeah. And I, I get if you have nostalgia, like... I, I feel that. Mm-hmm. However, there is just Bill Murray to me. He has a background in improv, yes. and 
And I'm not saying he's not, like, funny or he doesn't have good comedic timing. It's just that his attitude is kind of the same in all these movies. Yes. Where he just seems like he's too cool and he's kind of removed. And he's, like, in Ghostbuster, he, like, rolls his eyes and he's yeah. not committed to, like, the shit going on. And it just, like, I'm just, like, come on, dude. Like, just ha- like just care a little bit like the whole production crew is here someone wrote a script the director like yeah and that's kind of how i felt here like he just he he just is very like he's always giving this kind of one note sleepy performance i'm sure he might he may be a really lovely person and i think that he's done like some interesting stuff with wes anderson and i'm sure um and i think like actually in more recent movies, he's had more of a irreverent uh, spirit yeah. that, that I can appreciate. But in these movies, I'm just like... I also thought... So Molly Shannon is also in this movie. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I don't believe either of them were on Saturday Night Live at the same time. Mm-hmm. But they were both on Saturday Night Live. And I just feel like in this movie in general, and probably a lot of movies that maybe SNL alum were cast in is that they were just Mm -hmm. like underutilized like yes so I'm going to take a stab at a scene that isn't the one that grossed you out over the edge um right and I'm gonna take a stab at it because this was what I thought was gonna be the grossest scene and then it wasn't and was okay so at one point you learn that Bill Murray has completely humiliated his daughter at school and himself uh, around the school because at a science fair he accidentally he very purposefully eats (laughs) some kids project okay i love this i will give it i will give this movie and bill murray the credit because i was dying i was like this "This is the funniest this scene was good so he goes up and he like asks asks this kid about his project and it's about like local oysters and so he describes like all the work he's done with oysters and the kid keeps saying words that at the time i was like was that supposed to be in the script like that word doesn't really mean that but the kid is talking with like such confidence and he's so proud of what he's done Mm -hmm. and then later uh the teacher reveals who who is played by molly shannon she reveals that the kid is like really dumb i guess and they're (laughs) they're just like they're yesing him and he they are not clean oysters for consumption (laughs) He put them in, they were like, yeah, he put them in the water, in the clean water this morning. <laughs> yeah, and they're poisoned. And, and even when he was like, are you sure these are good? The guy, the kid's like, I don't know. Yeah. And so I do love, I do actually like this Bill Murray character yeah. because like, it is not clear his whole deal is just that, I guess, because they're making a really judgmental depiction of someone just like, who doesn't eat the best the best foods for his body and is la- like lazy and blah, blah, but blah. But these are also two people who are <laughs> deeply, who have been deeply trauma traumatized exactly. and dealing with grief. Like- and he's a single father. <laughs> yeah. It was just so, like so judgy. Yeah. Um, so this is, yeah, so this was a very wet moment. Yes, where and he-, he slurps down the oyster and then pukes all over Molly Shannon. But they didn't really show the actual moment of puking which i don't want to say like i wish they had or like you need to have that in there i just felt like in general this 
comedic setup that these right. two amazing improvisers have right i could have seen uh bill murray and molly shannon having more fun with it and like letting them run with it a little more they did not let molly shannon do her thing like she's an extremely wet person yeah and wet actor everything (laughs) like superstar maybe we should do superstar (gasps) we have to the main thing she does is like sticks her how did we not think of that oh my god we have to she's so wet Mary that Catherine Gallagher really is such a wet character. Yes, she is. She's a, 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 a one of the wetter SNL alums. Yes, and and, and it's she's disturbing, and I love her. Yeah, um, weird as hell. Love her. She she's weird as hell. Uh, yeah, she could have. We didn't get her reaction yeah. to that. She was playing a very straight, like serious character. Yeah. Um, uh, and I love that that he pukes on her, and that is both okay. This is where the movie is a masterpiece. That is both. <laughs> Frank, uh, Bill Murray's character's most shameful moment mm-hmm. that derails his career. And it's Osmosis Jones's yes. moment. Because Osmosis Jones, um, he overreacts to, or maybe he doesn't, uh, to the the oyster, something on, on the poisoned oyster. Mm-hmm. Oyst, oyster. Oyster. It was on the oyster. And he says, see here. Uh, and he makes him vomit. Yeah. So that was Osmosis Jones controlling that. And that killed his career as a cop. Yeah. And it, because his vomit got on the front page of the Providence News, mm-hmm. love that this took place in Rhode Island. <laughs> um, <laughs> just one of those things. So, and there's uh, a lot of little details, like including the oysters yes, and yes. stuff. <laughs> So that goes around the country, yeah. And um, so that he gets fired, and he can only get a job as a zookeeper, which yeah. again, that's a higher level job. But they're like, he took a ninety percent pay cut, and I'm like, well, it was the the point of it is like, yeah. Again, I yeah. think it would be people who work as zookeepers are probably like highly skilled, highly trained people right. who know how to work with animals and stuff. But they make right. it seem like because he has been shamed into something mm-hmm. he did with his own sick he is only fit to clean up the gunk of lesser beings i think is like right yeah thematically why he's a zookeeper (laughs) which the same thing happens to the mayor is at the end because he ignored a a deadly virus he is uh punished by having to swab out the i think rectum yeah and then he's farted out and it's great yeah Yes, so I I I would agree. I loved that then later uh I I think this might have been an improvised moment. He's like, "Oh, and your poor children who of course are named Ralph, yep. Chuck, and Hurley." And she's like, "It's Shirley." And he's like, "I was just like, yeah. Okay, those little jokes." Yes, I love that. Love That's when I was like, yeah. "Oh, they got to do a little something." <laughs> they got to do There's no like maybe that was scripted, mm-hmm. but I don't know. All right, you're forgiven, Bill Murray. So I'm going to guess that that scene you just mentioned where they talk about the children, Ralph, Chuck, and Hurley, I'm going to take a stab that that is the one that made you vomit. Am I right? Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yep. one that yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I also, I want to make it clear, I also needed to go to the bathroom and void uh, my stomach. Yes. For me, nothing Mm -hmm. came out. So I was, it was a lot of just dry heaving, but it was still, I was right there with you. Yeah. 
This is the first film that has has produced. This I thought reaction. about that like, too. I, like, not even yeah. the fly did. No, I was horrified on an existential level, mm-hmm. but I didn't like need to feel the need to like go to another <laughs> yeah. room to deal well, with because, it. Because okay, so it's a scene where a giant pimple on Bill Murray's face explodes, and we'll get to why it's even grosser, but. Yeah. In the something like The Fly, where you you know you're not going to get a break from this, like you either have mm-hmm. to choose to watch it, fast forward through mm-hmm. it, or like, or okay, you either have to like, you have to watch it, or you can like in The Fly for the fingernails. I kind of watched it mm-hmm. like through my fingers a little bit, like in front of my right. eyes. You can't do that yeah. for this one because. Yeah. I didn't realize that this was a necessity because of the two different like directing <laughs> styles. I thought it just was how they yeah. chose to do this part where they cut between the and what's going on inside his body and the animation and the physical pimple on Bill Murray. Right. They the cuts are so jarring that like you have yep. to keep watching because otherwise you're not going to like right. know what's happening in the animation, but you know. Because there's really crucial things happening <laughs> in the animation. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, there, there were, there yeah. were, like the, the entire evil yeah. plan is, is told by the villain while in the yes, zip. Yes, true. Yeah. And I, so I was like, I'm trying to pay attention to what's going on inside, yeah. but then they cut to the outside and it is, it is disgusting. It is so I loved. Well, when we get, we'll get to what was most disgusting. Uh, yeah, because we haven't and, said pro- it yet. and probably critically wet. So basically, Bill Murray has a giant zit on his forehead, and it's where I guess shady uh, pathogens go to hang out. And then, and it's a club called the Zit. <laughs> and uh, honestly, Gun getting a very blade nightclub. It was kind of a blade, the blade nightclub in the scene animation. from the dazzled. Like it had yeah. little little cell dancers like dancing in like yeah. tubes of water and like cages oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, it was definitely. It was. It's already a wet night. Any nightclub that takes place inside a visit is is a pretty wet nightclub yeah. by definition. But aesthetically, they also made it sort of reference yes. other wet nightclubs totally had and i loved it i loved it um and so we get uh we get sort of a little bit of backstory and the hero for the first time uh confronts the the villain the virus mm-hmm. and basically they um explode they like explode try to explode mm-hmm. him and they pop the zit mm-hmm. And so Bill Murray is talking to Molly Shannon, his his daughter's teacher's character, and the zit explodes. Uh, and we've already seen the scene where he vomits mm-hmm. on her, and the zit explodes, and it lands underneath her lip. Mm-hmm. I know. So I thought what was going to happen was we were going right. to see the nightclub, the animated nightclub explode. Yeah. And then we were going to cut yeah. to Molly Shannon, who was going to be like covered in white gunk. And already right. that was going to be disgusting. I was, I was, I was uh, getting ready for that to be gross. But the fact that like it landed on her lip and I thought that she wasn't going to realize it was there and was going to like lick her lip or something. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. They wanted yeah. to do that. They wanted to, yeah. but they were like, uh, Warner Brothers was like, we're gonna have to rate it R if we do, <laughs> if we do that. The, and NC seventeen. Yeah. This will be shown yeah. like 
in just in like four art house cinemas in Germany, and that's oh, all we can yeah. do. <laughs> you know, you know who tried to tried to get them to to lick the zit. I'm not. I don't. Oh. I don't want to invoke it. You can. Oh. It's up to you. He's sleeping. He's in his cocoon right okay, now. Okay, yeah. Um, he needs to yeah, recharge. Probably not wake yeah, him we can't up. do it every yeah, episode, too. No, Werner Herzog. Listen, I know everyone's excited. I have famous uh, German director Werner Herzog sleeping in my house every <laughs> night. Uh, however, he can't come on every episode. He has movies yeah. to direct, he has things to star in, he has. Old buzzsaw factories to haunt. Yeah. <laughs> Puppets to advocate for. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He has to, he has to, yeah, he has to take over um, being inside of the Annabelle doll <laughs> every Saturday. So he's busy yes. right now. We're filming this on a Saturday. He's Annabelle on Saturday. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not because I, I'm tired and, and not feeling like doing impressions. That's not no, what's happening. That would never happen. Um, he, he's, in, he's, he's hibernating. But yes, she did not lick the zit. No, she off, didn't. And I was, but yeah, I like this movie as opposed to other gross out movies like, mm-hmm. uh, like I've said, like Spy Kids or Scooby Doo even mm-hmm. has a lot of gross out stuff. This movie tries very hard to actually make you throw up, like for real, yes, yeah. throw up while watching this. It movie. doesn't want you to laugh. No. It wants you to like throw yeah. up. I don't know. I think I would have been less disgusted if he had like shit on her. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Literally anything else. Um, yeah. I don't know why. Or like vomited blood. We already vomited. If he like bled into yeah. her. The- <laughs> I know the That's sentences. He has a- the sentences that <laughs> this podcast makes us say. I'm just mad that I've had to say the Osmosis Jones so many times. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. There was a moment uh later in the movie where i was like is he peeing is this are they trying to tell us that he's peeing right now there was like a mm-hmm, like there was like mm-hmm. yellow liquid that got sucked down drain yeah. i was like that's honestly like that's not even gross like that's not no i that's so not gross compared to the other things you've made us sit through <laughs> like yeah, and it, there was a narrative purpose because the pill, the oh, yeah. Drix, the pill, he was about to get peed out, mm-hmm. which again, scientifically yeah. accurate. That is how the pill would, uh, that is how you flush out yeah. uh, medicine from your body. And so it made sense for them to be in the bladder. Yeah. I Okay, so I want to, again, defend how smart they animated for parts of this I don't think you need to defend it were. from anything. I... It was gorgeous and amazing. Yeah. I don't know. There are people outside of my house right now. Yeah. With with, pitchforks. uh, With pitchforks (laughs) and baseball bats. And they might might be mad about what I said about Bill Murray, but they also are holding signs that say, Osmosis Jones is not a very smart movie. (laughs) You know, I didn't get in this game to, to make friends. Yeah. We knew we were gonna um, we were gonna break some. Listen, <laughs> it's comedy. I'm sorry, you liberals are getting offended when I say that Osmosis Jones <laughs> is a smart movie. I'm sorry. I just 
I don't censor myself. Yeah. And uh, I say what the difficult things to say, which are Osmosis Jones was a good movie. Not just good, smart. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Smart. Um, so, Osmosis Jones. <laughs> so, <laughs> getting back to Osmosis so, okay. Jones. So, I want to talk about um, the villain. Thrax, oh yes, which, yes. Let's talk about him. Okay, so I clicked on his name. Okay, uh, played by Lawrence Fishburne. Yes, amazing. Slayed uh, that role. Amazing. He was he, eating those lines and chewing them up. Ah, oh, so delicious. He was. Okay, so on the Wikipedia page, it says Lawrence Fishburne is Thrax, yeah. a tall, extremely virulent, pathogenic agent. And I, I click on the article because Thrax, you can mm-hmm. click on it. And it takes me to the page for anthrax. So oh. is he is he but that doesn't make sense no. for him to be I don't think um because the symptoms that he has I don't no, think No, and he was are, like the red death and that has nothing to do with anthrax. Right. So the red death I think is maybe a reference to the Edgar Allan Poe short story The Mask of the Red Death. Okay. Which I read in April. Okay. Because because uh people were talking about it. Okay. Um so <laughs> it is have you read it? No. Okay, it's a short story. I it's know, about... but I hadn't read it before the pandemic, and I'm not gonna read it now. Okay, yeah. It's a short story <laughs> about how a prince, in order to to avoid a dangerous plague known as the Red Death, uh hides in an abbey with wealthy people and has a huge party, but then a, a stranger shows up disguised uh, um disguised in a costume uh and begins to kill deaths and it's like a metaphor so i mm-hmm. think maybe this is the idea of of people trying to ignore something okay and carrying on yeah um, i mean this is which definitely is the crux of the movie yeah yeah that that when he overreacts the first mm-hmm. time which is what gets him in trouble he pushes the puke button he wasn't really overreacting no, that was he wasn't. and so yeah. it's foreshadowing later on when the same thing happens with yes. Thrax that yeah. nobody believes him that it's there um so d- yeah definitely so everyone outside of my house they have left uh they said you are right uh we yeah. didn't get that obvious allusion to Edgar Allan Poe's short story um, and they've left me a bundt cake. So that's great. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's almost like it makes up for all that pitchfork, that <laughs> window they broke of yours. And it's all, know. it's all, it's all one water under yeah. the, the. So wait, bridge. what's the, what's the moral of that short story? Um, I, I would say that the, for me, the moral is like, don't shut yourself up from, society and and remove yourself of social responsibility for i think because you're rich and you think that you're above our social fabric that we need to take care of each other and to okay survive disease uh that it's bad to do that to like shut yourself off and just have fun and just kardashian mm-hmm. it up on a private yeah. island i think that's the moral but i i'm seeing on the um on the Wikipedia page that that Poe didn't really want there to be like a direct moral, and okay. he'd probably be pretty mad. So Edgar Allan Poe is outside my house right now, <laughs> and he does have a pitchfork. And he see if says, he wants the bun cake though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Edgar, 
Do you want? I'm so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like reduce your 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 great short story down to a simple, simple, easy to swallow uh, message. I know you don't like that. Um, you can have a bud cake. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. He's yeah. He's taken off his plague mask and um, he's now just. Vomiting blood on the sidewalk. So we're he good. was like, "You wanted Standard this. Stuff. You yeah. asked for this, <laughs> Sophie." <laughs> Classic. Um, yeah. Again, I understand if people want to skip this episode because we are <laughs> getting into it. No, into some real like. Yeah. Again, I think that this movie didn't heavily get into like things that that would be too. Uh, triggering or scary from the moment yeah, we're I in. Yeah, I think so too. But it's also like a little bit, it's a little bit validating yes, because it's, yeah. you're right. It's not like, it's not taking what's going on right now and like mm-hmm. amplifying it or anything like that. It's not even, mm-hmm. it's just sort of echoing some things that we're seeing now. And ultimately we learn that, you know, he was right. Right, right, <laughs> and exactly. So it's, it's, it's a positive message that, it's validating that like the shit is real and um and you do have to be really smart about it and it is a life or death situation um you know and and i think like also i mean even i Mm -hmm. I find it hard to like watch a zombie movie Mm -hmm. in the last nine months not that like i was watching a zombie movie a week or anything Mm -hmm. before the pandemic but i see i always (laughs) i would <laughs> Sorry, the, just the old adage: a zombie movie a week keeps yeah. your keeps your meat sweet. Oh, Jesus, um, that's, that's what my grandma delightful. used to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. is she outside too? <laughs> is she screaming it at you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh yeah, I all I would like do a TED talk. Like this is going back years and years and years. Like how our the reason why we tell zombie stories is because of our anxieties about pandemics yes, <laughs> and yes. so now that we're in one it's too close to home and yeah. so like I can't I, so I guess I, what I'm saying is there are a lot of other movies out there that mm-hmm. would be way more triggering I think yes, um, yeah. and this one is a little bit validating at least um, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again the animated the animated movie on its own the part of the movie that's animated his message is that like you should uh, take things seriously and put the put yeah. public health first before your yeah. political ambitions. Um, whereas the live action is like if you eat broccoli, uh, you will never die. <laughs> and you will never anything. get sick yeah. and never die. And die and sickness is a moral choice yeah. as is as is food choices, um, which is really which is a very fucked up message. Um, oh, so fucked up for yeah. kids who who maybe yeah. have lost a parent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh- a child who has either lost a parent or like gone mm-hmm. through gone through terrible grief or have had any issues at all with food. Right. That's like 100% of the population. Like yeah, a child yeah. who never experiences any of those things is very rare, I feel yes, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, like it's actually quite like upsetting, yeah, that she kind of has to parent Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And it's like that is never resolved. 
Like no. she, he never learns like, oh, I need to be like a father to this child. Right. He just learns that, oh, I need to like eat a carrot with her while hiking. I guess he hikes with her kind of. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't though. He, he doesn't. just walks he, like he two steps yeah. out of a car. Yeah. And you're like, he's trying, but yeah, it's really what brings them together is that he almost dies and he's like, yeah absolved of all of his shitty choices uh which again yeah, she i kept thinking like this role for this little yeah. girl actor was so intense yes. like she and she is crying and emoting and she watches her, bill murray her dad die yeah come back to life and say mom says hi like <laughs> that is so much for that yeah i was like that was that line so i was unearned. like no. so unearned there was not yeah. that they did not uh give us the they did not work their way up to that uh no but wow uh yeah, yeah. this movie was fucked up uh the, fucked up. so thrax like he brags about like killing a six-year-old and an old lady like it yeah. like i was like what is happening yeah yeah it was <sighs> it was very dark mm -hmm. the scenes where the there's like i don't know you you aren't supposed to think they're bad i guess mm -hmm. the function that they would serve are they're like little bacteria that are mm -hmm. good that like because your do body does need some bacteria yeah. like there's bacteria in your body all the time always yes. Because they're like the little goopy guys right. sort of from the beginning of the movie, but they're not that bad. Right. And like Osmosis Jones wants mm -hmm. them to survive so he can talk to them about what they saw. Mm -hmm. When that character is like watching Thrax like come near him and kill all of his friends and he like doesn't know if he's going to be the next one. Like, I guess it was just uh, yeah. a lot of it was tension, yes. emotional tension, yeah. but it was like it was it really got and I was like, oh, my God, that. That's like again. This, this is, is a virus that is gonna kill Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, it, the stakes are ridiculously high. Yes. Yeah. Oh, also, it's gonna kill all of the characters because they live in his body. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I loved that everything. First of all, when you like scale things down, mm -hmm. and I think we've talked about this before. When you when you scale things down, something like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm -hmm. Like, not only is it really fun to play with the dichotomy of scales yeah. but it also uh it makes everything feel really uh the stakes feel really high yes yeah. so for instance the emotional climax mm -hmm. on the of the movie or like when you when you're at the climax of the movie it relies on a false eyelash um the oh boy i when they there's a random scene where she put the false eyelash when his yes. daughter puts a false eyelash on a bus i was like why i guess there was I know, a I was point like, where is it this was going so yeah. it was so bizarre that they had to force this into the movie and i don't know if it's because like they had to make it match the animated sequences i don't know but it was this was very bizarre that yeah. she puts on a false eyelash mm -hmm. and then the final battle between the good guy versus the bad guy takes place on the surface of a little girl's eyeball, which mm -hmm. that's like the wettest <laughs> place you could ever have a final battle. Yeah, it's just yeah. like on the surface and they're like kicking around water and you're yeah. like, oh, those are her like eyeball juices. And and that's where there's like a cute little nod to Lawrence Fishburne yes. being yep. in the Matrix. There's like a little Matrix thing. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah, that like the it, the climax of the movie is whether a false eyelash is going to come off with the um, villain on it mm-hmm. that will fall and I right. guess kill him. Is it sort of like a oh, did it get? I think he f- he fell into some kind of like acid or something. You know, a- vats yeah. of acid they have uh, going yeah. in ORs. Um, Maybe it was um like alcohol yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah, and but that it was all like about like the scale of what was happening yep. is so nothing. They don't even realize it's right. happening. Right. Um but that is what like the emotional weight of the movie rests on and it's fun. I like Followed it. Followed by another real critical wet moment in which another like climax or resolution resolution of the climax is then Bill Murray's daughter goes up to him and is crying because he he mm-hmm. is flatlining, and she cries Osmosis Jones. He's in one of her tears. She cries yep. into her dad's open mouth, and yep. that's how we get Osmosis Jones, who has like the amulet that's like from his hypothalamus, because like that's how the virus kills people. Oh yeah, and they need to stick that. It's like a real Halloween Town pumpkin flashlight yeah. scenario <laughs> for where, sure. Yeah, where you, you got to if you stick it back in the hypothalamus. We're good. I think it's like vaccinating him, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think a a girl crying into her dad's yeah mouth right after he died too. Right is real, <laughs> like, and that's but she's crying Osmosis Jones. Yeah, and and so you have to be like, yay! <laughs> but you're like, this is fucking gross. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but like, the movie again, makes you. People were outside of Caitlin's house, and they were like, "You better fucking cheer when Osmosis yeah. Jones saves the day." Uh, yeah. yeah, he's back. Caitlin is come on held hostage by Osmosis Jones fans the way I am held hostage by their I detractors. Mean, yeah, we liked it. We liked it. We we liked it. I loved yeah. this. I think this movie is a masterpiece. Yeah, I call this movie, uh, this is inside out for for the worldview <laughs> of Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> it's, so, so yeah, rather than like a nuanced psychological, psychologically accurate take, this is like somewhat scientifically accurate, but it's like, what if the body is a place of that needs to be policed and and yeah. is at war with itself and requires like a police state to run. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's fun for Rudy. Um maybe great. he's watching it. Yeah, I think he watches right now. it every night before he goes to sleep. <laughs> and that's and he's why like, the world I just is... don't understand. What that's not happening inside me, so right. I don't have it. I don't right. Know. Yeah. He's like <laughs> he's like, I don't understand. Like the hero of this movie gets farted out at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that guy was just trying to be a mayor. Yeah. Um, he was doing a fantastic job. Right. I, we never got a resolution of what happened with, like, the Pete Buttigieg character. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah I the, liked like, him. The, like, I'm just a regular guy. Uh, yeah. I thought it was maybe just to be satirical. Like, he, so there's um, William Shatner, the, the, the mayor of Bill Murray's body. <laughs> yep. <laughs> who, who is on, <laughs> well, William Shatner is is the mayor of Bill yep. in this film that they that they this released film. 
this motion yeah. picture. Um, <laughs> and he is running a campaign um, to, I guess, control this body. I, I guess we're all being puppeted by the cells I within think us, so. which makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that guy's name is uh, fuck, Tom Kalanick. <laughs> yeah, Tom Kalanick. I liked that. Not only, I think, because he's from the colon, because you see, yeah. he has a political campaign where he's clearly in. He's like now. He's like now around here, <laughs> uh, politicians have forgot about the colon or like whatever, and like mm-hmm. he's just like I'm a regular guy. I, I thought there were going to be either be so, some kind of resolution, but I think they were mm-hmm. just trying to be satirical. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was getting big Pete Buttigieg vibes from him. From oh, that totally. Yeah. I thought he was going to be a bigger character in the movie. Yeah. But he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I have I have so much to talk about. Um, Maybe just let's just like list off things. Yeah. I just have like you go things first. from yeah, this movie. Please. OK. Uh, let's see. Uh, saliva one requesting ground support. Yeah. Mm hmm. The guns that they use are spitting mouths. Yes. Yep. And they make the squelchiest noises possible. Like, Ugh. literally, they make the squeegee sound from yes. the Matrix. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is go- gooping and schlooping into orifices. Like, when they insert a VHS tape in this world, it doesn't go into a hole. It goes until it gets, like, absorbed into an yeah. orifice. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bill Murray sucks on a chicken drumstick like a popsicle. Mm. What else? Oh, there's a Mack truck driving down the highway labeled toe cheese. Okay, so there's a Mack truck. Yeah. That is this maybe the second reference. Uh, not reference to because this was before WAP. But uh-huh. because the other reference that WAP could be making, that Cardi B could be making to this movie, they talk about, they're like... Uh, they need to get to somewhere in a car chase. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we got to go to the Uvula. And Osmosis Jones is like, what's that? And of course, David Hyde Pierce is like, oh, that's the dangly thing at the back of yeah. your throat. Which is how you would describe it. But it was the exact words that Cardi B uses. So, um. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat. My hacking is fire. Oh, man. I mean, age-wise, it checks out that she, like, it, this would be a thing that she would reference. Yes. Yeah. 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 She's, I think, a little bit younger than us. So, yeah. She, she yeah, I think she's a, she, probably a huge uh, Osmosis Jones fan, I would guess. Yeah. I'm going to listen to the rest of her discography to for the rest of the Just to confirm. Osmosis Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a part where Bill Murray sucks a huge booger back up into his nose. Yeah. And uh, that was another time I had to go dry mm-hmm. heave for 10 minutes. <laughs> there's uh, a teacher at the science fair uh, before he runs into Molly Shannon. There's a teacher who he refers to as Mrs. Delirious. Yeah. I just loved that mm-hmm. uh, being the name of a character. Uh, yeah, Kidney Rock. I just wrote down, I hate this. I'm angry. This so is Kid, Kid Rock. Kid Rock was, he played much like uh, Steven Tyler in The Polar Express. Yes. Kid Rock played himself as a Kidney Rock. Yes. As like a kidney stone. A kidney stone. Yeah. He plays a show in there. But yeah. I looked but it up. Isn't he in The Pimple, though? 
He's inside of the pimple. So what I don't the fuck know. does that have to do with the kidney stone? I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's just stressful. So I looked it up, and on IMDb, uh-huh. there are three credited people as Kidney Rock. I don't know if Kidney Rock is the name of the band. I think it must be the band, yeah. Okay, because another person credited as Kidney Rock is Uncle Trek. Oh, Jesus Christ. They just <laughs> really did this, didn't they? Yeah, okay, so this all makes sense to me now because yes. when I first saw, I, I heard them say that it was Kidney Rock. I knew that Kid Rock was going to be in this movie because mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think I... You, you felt a disturbance in the force. As if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. I fear something terrible has happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then a person starts singing and it's like someone that they've maybe they've taken Uncle Cracker's voice and they voice modulated it to sound like a child. And that's who was singing. And I was like, Jesus, they voice modulated Kid Rock to sound like. And then a character who comes out dressed like Kid Rock dresses and did dress back then. And I was like, "Okay, this is Kid Rock. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that there's sort of a trio. There were like three characters there. And uh, I, I just think about like the logistics that had to go into that scene. Yeah. And being like, was it worth it? Right. Yeah. Are you glad you did that? <laughs> like for like oh like a one note bit like of being like hey it's tiny, kid rock. Yeah. Kidney rock. It doesn't sound like kid rock. But it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this was just the thing to do in the 2000s. I think so. Yeah. This came yeah. out the same year as Shrek. Um, <laughs> yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense yeah. to me for some reason. Right. Um, so we didn't even talk about Uncle Bob, whatever. Fuck oh, it. I don't Kirk, care. Kirkland brand Tom Green? <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is the second time I've been fooled into thinking an actor has been tom green yeah been like fuck this is a tom green film and then you being like no 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 yeah i got a text out of nowhere being (laughs) like oh tom green are you kidding me and i was like i don't know how to tell her and i just was like it's not it's not so i first thought that andy dick was tom green in where's my car and then so this is chris elliott um who's in a bunch like in a bunch of like he does like um he isn't he like a character in the scary movie films yes it's kind of yes disturbing okay yeah he he comes from like a a, an improv background also that he um i'm sure he like was very easy for the people in the live action sequences to work with (laughs) for this movie yeah exactly i think they were just probably like having a whale of a time and yeah yeah Yeah. they were just Throwing out and yeah. and then that little girl had to be there for some of it, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, um, lo- also loved uh, that. Well, I'm not surprised because Brandy's a great, great oh, yeah. actress in many things. Yeah. So Brandy was in it as like mm-hmm. the conscience behind the mayor who believes who believes in Osmosis Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love the Brandy um, Cinderella. Oh, that's so good. That's immediately what I thought of, too. It's like, I just think of Brandy, and I'm just like, 
I could never achieve her level of gloss. Like, yeah. she's so yeah. glossy, and she was like a 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, like, fashion icon. Yes. Like, yeah. superstar. Yeah. And, yeah, and we only got to see her as a little uh, cell in this movie. Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You know. Yeah, it's not ideal. It was a good character, but... Yeah. Um, we haven't. I don't even think we've said the name Chris Rock one oh, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Chris that. Rock was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if like this is gonna be the role he's remembered <laughs> for, yeah. but he was great. Like yeah. Osmosis Jones is a great character. Yeah, and he like gave it everything. He, you know? he, he said is. these lines. There's a line where he has to be like, "If you want osmosis, I'll osmosis," and then. <laughs> <laughs> he does osmosis and he's like see i just did osmosis like because he yep. needs to get through a cell yeah so yeah i think i think again uh you're working with a very silly silly script and him and lawrence fishburne uh definitely added added stakes and gravitas where bill murray uh was again giving us nothing um right. i mean he wasn't giving us nothing he was giving us bill murray Sla- mm-hmm. like that slacker persona mm-hmm. again i think i just i'm sorry i'm sorry i was not alive in the 80s i it, it's not something i can i can control but it means Listen, that i, I can't bill murray would not care what we say about him he see he honestly seems like he just does his own thing and yeah. he just like is cool is, is kind of cool it. with whatever i respect it but i i also agree that i think uh, I have been delighted by Bill Murray and things. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think roles where he where he gets to like do some improv stuff yes, and yeah. kind of mess with other people. So I have definitely been delighted by him before, but I've mm-hmm. also seen lots of things where I'm like, this was just like to have the name Bill Murray in this, right. and exactly, and, you know, yeah. is nothing special. I it's also possible I don't get it, and that's okay. Yeah. Some things yeah. are not for me, and yeah. that's all right. That's okay with me. Um, okay. Critical rut moment. Uh, Bill Murray putting his gross feet on the table while at a seafood restaurant pier with his daughter. Having a heart-to-heart with his daughter. Toes it's just out. like, how <sighs> dare he? How dare he? How dare he? Like, both the character... And Bill, Bill Murray. I, I mean, I mostly mean Bill Murray. I mean, oh. he should have taken us. I get that that said that in, in the script. Yeah. But that does not mean that he no. had to do it. He should have stood up and said, stood up for us, the audience, and been like, they don't want to see that. They don't want to see my feet. No. I f- hate feet. I will pay you money to not send me pictures of your feet. Like, I don't. Which, again fine consenting adults whatever it's fine yeah. i don't get yeah. it again some things not for me but mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. i really hated seeing his his feet i hated it was a very disturbing scene that he was with his daughter and just his disregard for like yeah any any sort of sense of of i of thought decorum of the disturbing. same thing yeah during this scene i i literally thought like if my dad when i was like mm-hmm. 12 or i mean any age but like if i was this little girl mm-hmm. my dad just like showed me his toes i'd be like dad get not like get away what yeah, are you doing yeah yeah like, what? Uh, I, that would be so weird it, it would be really weird it was just again it was not a 
it was a disturbing depiction of a father-daughter relationship in that she was like again parenting him and mm-hmm. trying to get him to taking care of him and making sure he does it you know just uh eat may- mayo eggs that have been in the bottom oh, of my monkey God. cages um yeah uh it, it, it was it was gross but again this movie is a masterpiece i think um the tension in it i think i think needs to go up there with chernobyl the miniseries and mm-hmm. showing sort of like how a disaster <laughs> unfolds and sort of the how people in power react to the disaster and the valiant efforts of of sort of people who are willing to stand up and be whistleblowers mm-hmm. um and protect public safety i think it's um i think this movie does everything chernobyl was trying to do <laughs> but it does it with lawrence fishburne so hell yeah so i think it's it's better yeah yeah and there's no one outside of my house because there if if there was anyone they they would just have signs that say that's a correct opinion yeah finally i think yeah i think another critical moment is when he's fighting um when osmosis jones uh is fighting lawrence fishburne uh or at some point, he goops his body back together in much the mm-hmm. same way that the blood god from uh, Blade does. Yes. Deacon, Deacon Frost. So I was like, yes, cinematic parallels. I love it. Yeah. Again, I think that's all I have. I think this movie is interesting. I think there's some, like, very negative messages and yeah. and also, like, some interest like some interesting messages um but overall from minute one it's one of the wettest movies i've ever seen in my life it's sopping it is a sopping movie and you're gonna have a hard time watching it i don't how yeah people do love this movie like people Mm -hmm. have a lot of love for it and i think they just have the love for like when you could stomach that gross out like truly gross out booger phlegm you know humor yeah um or focus i i I think maybe that's what people have the nostalgia for because they're they're, like Mm -hmm. this was the hardest on our stomachs to watch it really it really was Mm -hmm. and we've seen the fly (laughs) yeah yeah i like you know the fly seems it's not like a picnic but the fly at least i was like okay i kind of like there's gonna be it sort of like ramps up yeah whereas this is just disgusting throughout and there's one scene that's like worse than the others but it's just it's just wall to wall like it takes place inside of a human body the majority of the time and our butt the inside of our bodies are one of the wettest places on earth it really is goop central that's where the goop comes from. It's where the goop comes from. It's where, like, to goop we came from, to goop we shall return. Mm-hmm. We, everything about us is goopy. We, we've we sort of gotten into this, gotten into this before that, like, humans are a huge percentage of water. Mm-hmm. Like, we, by our very nature, are wet beings. And I think that's mm-hmm. why we see this crop up in so many movies and why we're able to have this podcast so mm-hmm. yeah i think by our nature we are drawn to and repulsed by these goopy things because yeah. it is our relationship with ourselves exactly yeah and exactly and i think that um the more a movie doesn't shy away from like 
dark things like mm-hmm. a parent's death mm-hmm. or corrupt politicians or death or anything like that the wetter the movie tends to be yes in absolutely movies it seems yeah and this is just more more evidence of that yeah so i mean i don't know keanu like what do what would you even what part of this movie i guess (laughs) i guess I guess my question is, what part of this movie is not a whole? Um, <laughs> That's a good question. This is wall-to-wall holes. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't come up with one because I was like, I Mm-mm. can't stop coming up with them. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I, I'm i fine with just, like, yeah. saying the, the whole, no part of this movie <laughs> was not a whole. We discovered an infinite amount of holes. Yeah. Should we pop some verdicts on this here? Yeah. Yeah, so Caitlin, what is your verdict? How wet is this movie? Oh, this is as wet as a a Fred a Fred Durst burst. Which is that's just like this movie is just like Fred Durst with a pimple. Like that's just what this like this it's just it's so gross and you can't if you touch it you're gonna get sick that's basically yeah i i agree i think that uh yeah don't if you see a fred durst burst stay stay away yeah stay Uh, 50 feet away yeah stay 50 feet away (laughs) uh and yeah not in line of that that sweet sweet pimple juice Yeah, okay. Um, I have a really grounded answer, okay, as go. usual. So this movie is as wet as if Rudy Giuliani's uh, drippy hair dye gained mm-hmm. sentience uh-huh. and bit the animators of Cat Dog, uh, who then are influenced to make such a disturbing epi- final episode of Cat Dog that it causes children's heads to explode. Uh, but neither the hair dye nor the animators ever face justice because they are represented by Wolfram and Hart, uh, the demon law firm from the TV show Angel. I am saying this because I think that this movie represents a very twisted worldview that that is not great for children mm-hmm. and that there's not really... Um, yeah, and that there's some very, very bad actors that never, never uh, fully face, face true justice. And uh, but it is also very like bedazzled, like Scooby Doo. It is very 2000s. It is very of its time. Yeah, I think that um, they could have made this movie maybe now, because again, it's yeah. not too dated. But I don't think they would have. I don't think we're in the, that same weird cultural and political moment that we're that we were in in 2001 the same year shrek came out same year shrek came out yeah yeah and i just really wanted to talk about wolfram and hart because i just am obsessed with the idea of human human lawyers representing demons (laughs) (laughs) as a main antagonist in a show oh boy what a winning what a winning idea um i want to work there so bad oh god all right. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Drixenol Cold Relief Pills. Do you want your white blood cells to have a fun buddy cop adventure <laughs> and learn about themselves and learn lessons about their lives? Just 
slurp this pill down and this sexy robot voiced by David Hyde Pierce will make sure your insides learn about themselves and about which political leaders should represent them and ultimately control your every action. So, Caitlin, before we end this episode, as we stated at the top, uh, we did start a Patreon, and part of that deal was for the $8 Brundle fan tier. We promised to sing a song about each of our members, and it is our, our holy duty to do so. We also did not think many people would subscribe to at that level. Uh, we deeply appreciate it, but you've definitely called it our bluff, particularly the bluff where uh, each of you gets to kill us in a bog. So one of our amazing Brendel fans and a real supporter of the pod since the beginning is a, a dear friend, Pat. And it is my my life's blessing to be able to send, sing Pat a song right now. Hey there, Pat, why don't you drink a big old vat of Tom Brady's spit? Drink a vat of Brady's spit, yeah. Pat, j- just crack open a cold vat of Tom Brady's spit for us. Sorry, I I specified to Caitlin that uh, you like Tom Brady, so, and, uh, and it would be great if she could con- incorporate him into the, the jingle, and... That's what we got. So you're you're welcome, Pat. Thank you so much. And we love all of our patrons and everyone listening. Uh, you don't have to subscribe. We still love you. If you've listened to 30 seconds of this podcast and not immediately vomited, you're pretty cool. Yeah. And also, if you have vomited, I understand that too. Yeah. Is it what? <laughs>